Hello and welcome to Wrestle Opinionated. This is our weekly podcast all about the great shows of AEW. We are your hosts. I am Morg. This is ADHD Gym Master Matthew Strange. And this is Cursed with Friendship Muir. <laughs> <laughs> How you both been? Um, interesting day, I'd say. Um, otherwise, week's been fine. Saw my family lamb for the first time in months. Good stuff. But uh, we've been looking at expanding the print operation in our back room. So Ruth got us a, uh, a desk of free cycle. And as I'm in the car, I'm like, have you measured this? And she's like, nah, it looks like it will fit. Get there. Will it fuck? And not only will it not fit... The sides don't unscrew. It's not pop-off IKEA furniture. There is nothing I can do to manhandle this into being manageable. Fortunately, I do have the ingredients for our lamb roast dinner, and Mr. Muir lives nearby. Yeah, but this did happen like 30 minutes before we were meant to start recording, so now I'm at his house instead of recording as I normally do. <laughs> so if there's any technical issues, it's because uh, we've got one mic, two headsets, and Morg is basically having to deal with our... Uselessness. Uselessness, there we go. That's a, that's a correct, a good term. How are you, Morg? How's your day I'm all right. Uh, not too bad. I'm back to work tomorrow. We didn't mention it last week that I managed to injure myself by going outside... We didn't mention that, that last week I, I went outside, injured myself and I've been off work all week and I'm going to try going back in tomorrow and see how it goes. But my foot's still hurting. I didn't even sell it properly. I know. Uh, <laughs> a week of computer gaming. Uh, yes. Good lad. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, I downloaded oh, no. WWE um, 2K. Oh, I didn't know you hated yourself more. Yeah, no, I didn't realise I hated myself. I remember those games were good. They had a really good formula. They were fun, and I used to be able to beat everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why did they, they, they change it? The, <laughs> they suffered the problem. Like, I remember the iconic years of the fucking SmackDown games and stuff, and me and uh, my best mate Jay making fucking stupid characters so we could have fights like <laughs> Jesus versus Hitler. Or my personal favourite, the Paper Man, who I just made as thin, as wide, and as bright white as possible and drew a smiley face on him. And uh. Back when it was fucking crazy and you actually had storylines and shit in the games. Now now it's just like the uh, the FIFA or NBA games. It's just... Pay to win. Bollocks. Yeah, pay to win. Misc, we don't care. Fortunately, because... Go on. I'll rant about computer games over and over. You know I'll turn this into a computer game podcast at any chance I can. Um, yeah, it's why uh, the last one's collapsed. Everything looks awful. So I assume we're going to get a revolution of it, especially with AEW threatening their own game. So I'd expect them to bump some money into a proper company in... Uh... Bollocks. <laughs> That's not how AAA gaming works. The past is dead. <laughs> Let it die. Let's be honest. If the AEW one is done by any game, it's going to be a 16-bit game. Yeah. Uh, oh, they do, do love their... Uh, they do love their retro bollocks. I wasn't an N64 kid. I don't have the Nintendo if, love. If, if they're uh, going to go retro, go SmackDown, guys. If, if, if that in the, the highly unlikely version that any of you are listening, if you do a game and you want to go retro, don't go for the old Royal Rumble or even the... Go for the SmackDown. But it was fun and easy. Here's me with my easy button gaming. Right, this might be the first time you've listened to our podcast. And if it's the first time you've listened to our 
podcast, you need to know that we rank matches. We have a tier list. This is how we rank uh, the overall show for um, Dark, how we rank the individual matches of Dynamite, what are we giving us our overall thoughts on the women's tag and BTE. Mr. Strange will now explain the tier list in some strange and bizarre form. Well, I actually... um... I actually had messed up the uh, the tier list. I didn't have a strange form ready uh, due to my incredibly busy morning. But I am willing, whilst I explain the system, to improvise with Muir's suggestion. What was your suggestion for the tier list, Muir? Which one? The one to this morning. Ah, the what? The tier list based on your other tier list? No, the one with how many times you've come to save me from... Uh, situations where I've just fucked my life up. Oh, God. Muir has been a long-suffering friend of mine. So, tier list system, you may have seen it online, you might know it from Japanese computer games, comes from the school systems, we work up through letters from D to A with S as the A star. A D rank match is something where we've had a bad time, there's no real story there, the wrestling's not interesting, uh, nothing special has occurred. And uh, that time could have been spent anywhere else. Do you have an example of this, Muir, or is it just every time you meet up with me? Uh, It's normally every time I have to pick up something that's essential for your living while driving here. (laughs) I guess that's the D tier, because it's not that frustrating, but, you know. It's every time. It's every time. Uh, C tier match is a good match. This is what we want to expect from our matches. This is, um, we've got story going in. The actual combat itself has got to be at least solid. Everything about it has given me a good experience that I feel wholesome about. Now, Muir has to translate this into a story that would be that dear. I guess that'd be on sort of today's level of I had to drive, you know, 20 minutes out my way to resolve something minor, but then I get a minor reward at the end of it. So, you know, I get some food. It's true. The story does come back around to a lamb roast dinner at times. Match is where we've gone exceptional in one way or we're just really good throughout. Maybe the story and the resolution has just fucking popped with you and it's great. Maybe the wrestling is just phenomenal and the story is passable. Nothing should be bad, but it doesn't need to be fucking mind-tearing. This is this is like the good matches in your weekly show. I think that'd be just like a minor move across a town because there's been too many of these <laughs> situations, unfortunately, in Stranger's life where I have to drop everything at the last minute to help him move because something's happened terrible in his life. So, yeah, <laughs> this is generally the standard having to... That, that's like the Birmingham to Manchester one. Yeah, it's sort of like a minor issue. Or the Birmingham to Birmingham one. Or the other <laughs> Birmingham to Birmingham. It's happened a few times. I'm, I'm a very mobile man. Um, an A-tier match is where everything is fucking sick. The story matters going in. The resolution matters. The wrestling has just been phenomenal. You do not look away from that screen. It's probably the iconic one of the ma- of the uh, show. If not like, like, particularly long-lasting, it is the thing that will pop you for a while and be talked about online. Remember when we had to move King after she'd just laid eggs? You're a guana. You're a highly aggressive <laughs> giant iguana when it just laid eggs, so it's its most frustrated, and we had to move you. <laughs> Remember that time? I still have the scar from where she bit me. <laughs> if anybody's ever... Um... If, if you know about iguanas, they can be incredibly dangerous. And uh, my iguana decided to lay eggs on the same time that I was moving 200 miles, um, which has resolved in a permanent uh, hand scar for me. So it's definitely A rank. And if, you, uh, if you're intrigued about this, Google iguana bites. Just, just do that. 
And the S rank match is, of course, the one that stands the fuck out. It's the one that we will remember for ages. It's the ones which we tell tales of years later. The, th the story is sublime. Maybe we've got a fucking plot twist that turns it on its head. The wrestling was amazing. You didn't look away. Goes down in that company's legacy. Remember when I had to help move you from from London to Manchester and um, to Birmingham? It doesn't seem like a bad one, but then you realise at the time I was living in Edinburgh, so this was around a ten-hour trip for me, included in a moving of a house. That was probably the worst thing. And then four months later, I moved back from Manchester to London, <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> so yes, that is the uh, the story. Uh, that is the. Uh system in how bad of a friend I am or how good Muir is, depending on how you think about it. There you go, Mork. <laughs> Very good. A round of applause. If I wasn't holding my push to that button down, you'd be getting a round of applause. Um, Amazing. So we move over to AEW News. And Mr. Muir, I believe you have some news for us and, and some possible theories about this. Well, for the first time ever... AEW's let some people go. So the first and most obvious one, I'd say, is uh, Jimmy Havoc that's been let go. We yeah. have not heard why he's been let go, but... We can all figure out why. Exactly mm -hmm. that. Then the other two are B. Priesty, top, uh, top Gaijin. But... <laughs> listen to the stardom, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, she hasn't been there since I started watching. But anyway, uh, yeah, she's also been let go, and so has Sadie Gibbs. But Sadie Gibbs was just a young up-and-comer at the time, so that's more understandable. The Bree Priestley one's a big loss to AEW, because that probably means, unfortunately, they're going to lose their stardom connection, because uh, New Japan, the company that owns them, Bushi Road, bought stardom around a few months ago. So I imagine that because they're very upset about losing all their top foreign stars to AEW, I imagine they're not going to help out anymore. Yeah, the NJPW-AEW connection thing is uh, a weird back and forth. Yeah. Pretty based of uh, NJPW to just go, we don't have a women's league, let's buy the best one. It's the best way to do it. <laughs> That's what, it's what WWE did as soon as they changed their mind. They literally bought every female wrestler that was possibly out there. Yeah, true. And had the smartest way to do it. And but they did have a lot of good uh, ones ready, um, up and coming. But you had, you already yeah. had Paige had already broken a lot of barriers, etc. And AJ Lee. Yeah, indeed. I believe that's it for the news. So we move yeah, on. Yeah, it's now. quite slim. Yeah, we move on to social media. Mister Strange, have you got a social media we should be checking out this week? Uh, yeah, I believe I actually spoke about him near the start of this podcast. Uh, if you are a Joey Janela fan or enjoy Joey Janela and Jim Cornette's back and forth that often occurs on Twitter, um, go check out his, his uh, Twitter wall. Uh, he said he was giving up Twitter and leaving due to the toxicness or some shit, and then he was handing it over to his social media manager, Dave. And Dave po posts, like, blessed be and prayers and pictures of kittens. And, like, every other day, Google's uh, Jelly Janella or Jelly Nutella, which is what Cornette fans call him. I've got no problem with disliking the guy. Just come up with your own insults. I'm a, I'm a big uh, fan of creativity. And insulting. Insult I am a big fan of insulting people. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's posting like this many posts of this, this many posts of this, taking down trolls, and it's it's clearly Joey. 
it's clear, quite clearly him uh, being a fake wholesome taker down of the... Uh, he's joined the Twitter horde in a fake jokey way, and it's well worth a look for... Um, it's postmodern Twitter. Yeah, it's postmodern Twitter parody. Give it a look. It's been a good laugh. Uh, that's what we've got. Cool. So uh, move on now to our review of the week. And again, we're doing this in the order I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, where are we going? Run the show for us, man. <laughs> so, um, I know we're not. We're, yeah, we're, we're doing the the beginning in the, the order I watched it because I actually watched Dark Last this week. Uh, but the women's tag tournament. Uh, what did you think overall? Scores, thoughts. Women's oh, tag. Um, my first comment is: Who is One Punch Man shirt? Who is this woman? Uh, which was the first draw, which I believe was Dasher. And it was uh, Ellison in the One Punch Man shirt. Yes, yeah, and I was in my inner weeb connected with this woman and I, I felt a kinship. <laughs> uh, my next note is I hate Roche with a passion. Oh, so here we favorite. are. So the Swoles versus oh. Lee, uh, Lever and, Lever Bates and, and Roche. Um, yeah. Why didn't Leva? Well, I'm going to open up with my first thing. Why didn't Leva have the initiative intro? She's part of that stable. She came out to the old librarian gimmick, which, as we know, is not over and we hate it. Let the shh die and keep it dead. My most important question is why is Little Swall bigger than Big Swall? This is the kind of continuity that's a serious issue on AEW. I think they've brought in a. I, I have no issue with Lil Swole and her yeah, yeah. her wrestling. She's good great. Um, I loathe Rache Chanel with a passion that burns with a thousand suns. I I don't find the comedy funny. I hate her move wise and doing things. Fine, she is adequate, but. Uh, I don't know. I was confused and not pleased. And I gave the first match a fucking D. I didn't enjoy it. Um, this was just the worst female match we've seen. And that's saying something with some of the like squashes and useless matches they've been booking for them. It didn't flow. It was really spotty and bad spotty. It was just bad for me. It was a D for me, Morgs. What you um, got, Morg? So I actually, um, so as a comedy match and purely as a comedy match. So if I was ranking it as a match, it would have been a D, possibly D minus. As a comedy match, I gave it a C, but C but to C laugh, minus. Mule? It was. It laugh? had some moments that made me giggle. It had some. <sighs> it had, had some moments that made me smile. Um, but yeah, it it I'm wasn't. I'm down with that, Morg. If it was very, just failed comedy. But yeah, but we shouldn't have at the moment. Not a comedy match. We shouldn't be having comedy matches on the women's tag tournament. Yeah, not when we're trying to make it pop. Not unless you've got really good comedy. Unless you've got a Yano. A Yano versus yeah. Mox. Mm -hmm. So we'll uh, we'll rock on. Or was it swollen the One Punch Man? Oh, I don't. Know. No, it was um, it was Ivelisse and Diamante versus Dasha and Rachel Ellering, the daughter of um, Paul Ellering who used to manage Legion of Doom. Um, I, <laughs> We decided we loved Rachel because no gimmick was put across. And we were like, her name's just Rachel. My sister's called Rachel and is a bit fucking beefy. Well, actually, she's not how I've seen her. But 
up until like this six months gap when I hadn't seen her, she had like, you know, could throw a punch, shall we say. So I was on board with Rachel. I was like, me and Rachel are going to be mates. Her gimmick is being called Rachel. And then she came out to Strong Smile, strong and that smile made me laugh. Um, I have noted that Tony Khan fucking loves Latino ladies. They are everywhere. This was a better match. Um, it was better than expected, seeing as Dash has like a match experience. Rachel's um, spinning uh, springboard leg drop from the corner is cool as shit, and I was there for it. I like that she has a power moveset. Always good to see a good power moveset on a bigger lass. Okay, it wasn't smooth, mm. and it could have been better, but I think that was a fine women's match for introducing a new team. I quite like the fact Sasha did better than a lot of the women we've actually... 100% agree with that. The um, main issue for me is how bad Lisa has been in AEW. God, I remember it being my second, after you reminded me about Tyre. Don't favorite. Tyre Valkyrie, she fought Cage. Yeah. My second favourite female in Lucha Underground, she was fantastic. And you see her in this, it's like, you just not care? What's going on here? What do you get about this, Morg? You know all these women a bit better than us. Um, so I think the reason that Dasha was with Rachel Ellering is because it's Rachel Ellering. She's good. She's really yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping they keep her. I, I have I have a plan in my head at the moment for something, which was slightly ruined on Dark by something we'll discuss on Dark that I really liked. Um, but yeah, I like all these second generation uh, wrestlers and these second generation women's wrestlers. Um the second generation wrestlers they're bringing in and there's the option of course um to bring another second generation uh women's wrestler in uh i enjoyed it i thought it was a good match as it but it was just a good it was a solid c it was definitely a c. Yeah. should have been a b the only upside evie did the scorpion kick yeah, she did. that's but why it I got think, solid that move is amazing yeah i think you could have easily given this a b if dasha had had you know 15 matches under her belt instead of two also if she hadn't just bent herself 90 degrees to take the finisher yeah at the yeah end. but oh this is serious. the first time where uh where tony shivani this week called a move a canadian destroyer when it was not one just so you know but it was a code red so it's sort of they're quite... very similar they're similar yeah was that the one that was the mishinoku driver Oh, no. It's the Death Valley driver in the Sean Spears match later. He called it uh, in dark. He calls it a Canadian destroyer as well. And I was like, I'm, I can forgive the code red, mate. But... That's as bad as me calling moves. And I'm, I'm see, I'm sure that see, he said there was a Canadian destroyer and it was a Mishinoku driver because that made me laugh because um, um, oh god, mental blank. Uh, on Raw's main commentary team. Um, he called I don't know. Raw, Michael, Cole. Michael Cole. Michael Cole calls everything a Mishinoku driver, and none of them ever are. <laughs> God damn it! Don't over. It's such a cool move that not enough people do. What the Mishinoku? Yeah, my boy yeah. Penta does so. Mad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think this women's thing, uh, second half was passable. It was good. Enjoyed it yeah. to see. Uh, not as smooth as it could be. You can skip the first match, oh. and I gave the final promo an F because there was no Rachel. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I see my notes for once. Sorry, I think Sorry. we're setting up. I think we're setting up for. Um, hopefully, next week we should get the better matches. We've got the better people in the ring. Um, oh. Maybe Evie's not been given a contract, and that's why she doesn't care. Could be. Yeah, I, I think they're winning. The Latinos have to win. But if you actually performed well, you'd get a contract out of it. Look at Ricky Starks. 
yeah. so good. You know, why not put your effort in if you're going to do a job? I'm just saying, especially if you're on national TV. I think they might win. I think Team uh, Team uh, I think Latino is winning the tournament. Well, I think it's, it's, we have to win. Otherwise, it's going to be one of my breaking of never watching AEW again. Of course, they've got an, an interesting one next week because, as far as I can see, we've got the babyface versus the babyface team, and we've got the heel versus the heel team. So I'm a little unsure of where this is going unless um, Diamante and Evie are going to play face and understandable that um, the Nightmare Sisters could play heel in their match and I expect them to play more heel but I don't see how from baby face to heel instantly oh my fucking hell it's the big show (laughs) no it's the big show. I didn't expect that to flow into it, so I thought I'd just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was where you were going. So, moving on. So, overall, women's tag team tournament, C? Yeah. Yeah, yeah low C, but high C if you skip the first half. It's <laughs> <laughs> so for the final match. First match was just... Oh. Don't worry, lads. It's Ty Conte and Anna Jay on next week. <laughs> so... Right, so so moving swiftly on to BTE or being the elite. Being the elite. Oh, where's that? I've that's... got notes on it this week. I, I didn't slack for once, so I forget <laughs> like I do every week. Cool, we're ready. Let's go. So what did you think of being the elite this week? I enjoyed it, but I generally enjoy it. They've got the Dark Order in. They make me laugh. Base manlet, John Silver. Base, he's, I love him so. I love the fact that all the Dark Order bits just seem to be the other members of the Dark Order trying to get John Silver to fucking crack, get him to corpse. Because you can see that each time they get a bit closer and do something it's fucking just totally leak in his face. Just yeah. I love. It's beautiful. Uh, I'm, I'll go through an order. I actually yes. took proper notes. Let's do it um, Local job is a back. Wait. Yay! There was a horseman joke storylines from thirty years ago. Yeah. I did like the local jobbers. I wish we saw more of Team Extreme. Hopefully, they'll get something in the future. At least a dark. Come on, lads. I think I'm done with 50 plus in 50 seconds unless they start giving me some sweet bonsai tips. I've written down they gave me a legitimate tip. I didn't think of that that as a way to hang pictures and I've genuinely written it down. The Raptor said exactly the same thing and she is the DIY expert in our house. Yeah, no, it's it's really useful. I was like, oh, Foxen. I was just trying to put one in the middle and just sort of balance it, you know. I'm that man. I'm the guy when you move into a house, there's 70 nails in the walls. Uh, The chair shot. Yeah. Nice slow motion. There was uh, the comment about um, Andon going on before that, about him going about that they jerked him off and they covered him in gold. (laughs) That's what the best friends Uh, did to him. And I'm just like, this is going into a weird, dark place, boys. Yeah, it was a bit of a strange one. That chair hit, Jesus. Yeah, mate. Um, The map bit was a bit weird. I'm not, I am. I, I, um, I... I like the fractured psyche sort of thing, though. Yeah, I know, but also after the promo of I'm going to be a bit more serious, yeah, and then uh, uh, I don't know, it wasn't for me. The Jack Evans promo was fucking wicked, and I normally rip on his promos for being a bit too much. I'm shouting. Yeah, and him just lay back in that sofa, yeah. and how smoothly it went. That was a fucking baller Imagine promo. Imagine they actually pushed him after that happened. Don't. Don't. <laughs> um. Spanglish is losing me now. Yeah. I think we've. I think we're past the joke of lol. Women upset. 
Um, maybe we could do something a bit more crazy with it. Yeah, I think it needs to just go in a new direction for me. Uh, bit with Marco being lured in by John Silver. <laughs> Anything with the Dark Order is gold. Like the best scene in the entire thing was when Uno threw the papers into John Silver's face, and he just went, "I'm not selling for you." CDs, uh, Christopher Daniels, sorry, old people advert gave me uh, a good old sensible chuckle. That properly like gave me a tickle. And he made a dimes joke because there were no dimes yes, in there. He had no dimes. And uh, yeah, the meta ribs joke at the end actually got me when, there, when it was the Dark Order on the TV. All in all, I think this was actually a really good BTE. I had a good time. I like the bit where someone was mocking Kenny for wrestling his own sex doll because of his match yeah. versus, uh, I can't remember the name. The of name the of sex the sex doll. doll. And a child. Yeah. But he has wrestled sex troll in Japan, so that was kind of funny. Yeah, I, I think it... I love that they stole the baby bat ribs gimmick. <laughs> if that became a proper storyline in Dynamite, I'd be down with it. Um, well, it, it ties into the gangstery desk. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, we're, we're pretty positive about it. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. were your thoughts? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. Uh, BT hasn't missed the mark much. I, I don't think this one... This one wasn't as silly, as silly as last week, so I didn't laugh as much, but it was still really good. If that makes yeah, there was just a lot of I have a, yeah I have a very silly sense of humor so when last week was just and again the dark order were the main bit for me as well I have to agree with you and they so, they are on point I mean we said this before the elite hangman's the best one who doesn't sound like he's in a pantomime the, yeah. the, the Dark Order, apart from Silver trying not to corpse <laughs> and feign. I mean, they've obviously found out he is shit at it. Yeah. Um, they it's love so it. obvious that they are doing their best. And especially when you've got Stu Grayson just playing pure straight man. Him and Brody playing pure straight man is so good. You see, I, I will laugh. if I hear somebody genuinely laughing or can see somebody genuinely chuckling, it gets me every time. And so John Silver with his just like under his breath trying not to laugh at them, obviously making it worse, just fucking wrecks me. I love it. So moving on, we move on to Dark. Um, as normal with Dark, we, have, we will give it an overall grade. What did you guys think of Dark and what overall score did you give it? It's another dark, really obvious winners edition. Yeah. Um, Lee versus Phoenix. It's Lee. What? This is the Lee I was trying to remember last week, and I called him AJ, AJ Lee, which is a you know woman in a different promotion. Uh, He's married to CM Punk. All uh, right. Of course, you know. <laughs> Not as smooth as I expect no. from these people. And when the camera zoomed in on fucking Phoenix punching his own arm. That's the camera work. Yeah, that is the camera thing. Um, I'm really enjoying Phoenix's new persona thing of trolling Aubrey all the time. That actually made me I'm, laugh how he fucks her about. I'm a bit sick how Aubrey always has to have a spot in her matches, though. I'm really starting to get up to me. It's like, I like that the refs have, you know, stats in this. They're not just, oh, they fall over as soon as they're touched. But I don't like the refs being like the center fo focus point that much. I, I'm mixed. Like when she yeah. kicked the ropes against Jericho and looked badass, I thought I was going too far. I, I quite like Phoenix and Pentagon fucking with her and her not taking their shit. Yeah. But otherwise, I, I can't really say this was a good match. No, no, ev everyone not. has, all the refs have their own personality, and Aubrey's is the one. Her personality is the character that is the one you don't cross. And I like, the, I like the moments, me and the Raptor both like the moments when she backs up the big bloke wrestlers. 
because it's no, I like the backing so, up. Yeah. I, I, I will, I will kind of, I, I let them off with it, and I can see what you mean because a ref should be like wallpaper. You shouldn't really notice the ref, but because no, they've made no. Aubrey a bit of a character as well when she's refing. The thing I like that she does though is the way she winces when, and you don't always notice it, but she winces when power moves are delivered, and you just notice it out the corner of your eye, and it makes the move look more devastating. With the badasses, and I quite like Aubrey, but for example, where it crosses the line for me is like, for example, when Jericho was doing the pull on the ropes thing for the finisher, she kept stopping him, and then she sort of like high kicked the rope. I'm like, surely, sla it's just inefficient. It doesn't it. basically make yourself look badass, do things. I I'd quite like respect it if, if somebody yeah. was fucking breaking the rules and she just went, You're disqualified. Yeah, fuck you. Get um, out. The only issue is. Can see it building up to another Marco stunt situation where she just becomes all powerful, and I don't like it when like someone that's meant to be you know not the most powerful person in the ring just suddenly becomes this uber power. But it's just me. Um, but yeah, otherwise the yeah. match was bad anyway. So versus Jobber, I didn't even get the name of this lad, unfortunately. Uh, Alex Chamberlain doesn't have a gimmick versus Spears. Okay. Um, solid. Tony said that this is where Tony said that a Death Valley driver was a Canadian destroyer. Um, just to any move, I gave it. It was solid. It was an all right match, in my opinion. Yeah, it was okay. Fight me, boys. <laughs> I will. Um, I'm sick of four, four, four. But you know that's every week now. Uh, why does no one ever help when Sean's just beating on some guy and there's professional wrestlers everywhere? Curse, fuck them. That's why. Okay, fair enough. Morg, anything on this one, or are we just going, it was all right? <laughs> it was, it was um, so everything on Dark was okay for me, but I think one exception. Okay. Uh, I'm moving on to one of my exceptions. Uh, Sean uh, and Mabadu should have been Hobbs yeah. versus Gun Club. I had a great this time in this match. I loved it. This is an exception in a good way. Dean versus Austin is a match we'll see again in the future. Mapundu got a good look. Fucking Billy put him over like nothing. Still think it should have been Hobbs, but fair play to the guy. It was badass. Um, good. Uh, Billy did the fucking full flare cell where he did the walk flare and the flare, fall on yeah. his face. Lad, I loved it. So good. Austin's ring persona is brilliant. He never drops it. He's always being a lad and a twat. And his hip slap, a toss into slam is really simple, but looks cool i had a great time i gave this match a b yeah yep. i gave this i give this a high b um the only thing that i'm worried about is the gun club must be slowly going up that tag team league i'm just saying boys if they've got points they must get a championship match soon all they do is win <laughs> I, I i wouldn't necessarily have anything against it no, which no, is, I love funnily enough because this is probably the first time i've ever given billy gonna be in a match you know Billy Gunn is his best. He, at the he generally gets a C from me because you can tell he's having such a good time. He does power lad a lot, but he's never like properly crossed that line. But coupled with his boy, he's got some proper entertainment stuff going yeah, on. No, it's fantastic. It's um, the best work the Gunn's done. Yeah, and he's at uh, the selling he did for those guys. I mean, he put those guys over, even with this was another one of those, like I said about FTR last week. This was a masterclass in how to make your opponents look good and win. He, yeah. He's a veteran that puts over people, unlike some veterans on this list later. Yeah, he, um, he was specifically the veteran in the match who was, who's the big guy veteran. They go on about his size. I mean, he looks 
massive because he's incredibly yeah. tall and he was putting over those other guys um, even the um the flare flop didn't look comedy it didn't look like he was comically putting them over it worked Never really well i really enjoyed this match a lot more yeah than no I, I, would. I think we're all on that page that it was um Solid. Yeah. So just good. Yeah. Just a good fun match. This might be my match of the week. Maybe. You might be right, Morgan. Write that down. We'll come back to that yeah. after doing the other one. Uh my top moment note on my other page is Tony's got no bants and I miss Excalibur. <laughs> he does have no can, bants. Can we just have a brief moment to say how Taz and Excalibur have the best bants and Tony is a zero bands man? Yeah. Um, no, I quite I've I've quite enjoyed their their um <laughs> Taz just tears them apart. It's like a man with no charisma versus like a guy with oh, charisma. I, don't know. I, I think Tony had the best put down with the line about calling Taz's matches all those many thousands, hundreds of years ago. Yeah, fair. I don't know. I think I, I think they've just got a better, like quicker, witty, witty repertoire wow. between the two of them. I'm sure Excalibur's been sent off to sensitivity training and will come back for, you know, doing his job 14 years ago. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, this, I've just written down what the fuck versus Kip. Oh, the weird pervert match. That's my only note about this one. Uh, I have five lines of notes which end in my ranking. Flamboyant 80s man. I love Kip. He's gyrating to Hulk up. That finish wasn't great. I don't know. I couldn't rank this match because I don't know what I thought about it. I'm sad to see Kip being like put down this low now because they were on a mega push with Jimmy Havoc beforehand and it's just sad because he deserves better basically have you got anything about this one Morg? Uh, the only thing that came up to me is that, so I like baby faces but Kip and Penelope are probably my favourite heels in all of wrestling right now <laughs> fair yeah. I, I so I enjoyed this match because I really like Kip um, I think he's awesome he's legitimately funny he can do pretty much everything um comedy and serious and looks like he hurts you and does high flying and can do pretty solid moves time to get him off dark guys put him on dynamite where he actually deserves to be you can have an episode like sky (laughs) (laughs) he should be i'd be quite down for kip to be the one to topple cody not gonna be. Yeah, no, I'm with no, you. No, he's though. not. But that's I think Kip currently. But I would like it, but no. So yeah, I, I think we're sort of a neutral match. Yeah. I, I didn't hate it. I just confused. Uh, Griffin Pillman versus Private Party. I was more excited to see Pillman than Private Party. Hundred percent. Um, Asaya is getting a lot better. He's doing his ring thing has uh, has worked out. Uh, Quen is buffing up. I don't know if you looked at him. He looked yeah. fucking rip. Ready for that singles run when he marties. Otherwise, it was really solid. I don't know if Asaya can. Asaya's pulling back and getting some personality. Yes, yes, they they right. might be a problem. You might not need genetting. I think they'll be like I said in the first one. I think I was on in five years. They'll be one of the best tag teams in the world. But right now, yeah. this was a solid match. I enjoyed it. I gave it a C, and I think Griff needs to unfortunately cut his hair so he can get a fucking push because yeah. he's good. But he's he's gonna be Jungle Man until he changes his look. Sorry, surfer bro. I appreciate oh, oh, it. Are you suggesting he should shave his head? <laughs> because <laughs> there was lots of Hollywood blonde moments there. Yeah? So, yeah, well, they're... What so, they the blonde or something like that? Because I remember them 
grabbing each other in the crowd and going the blondes or something like that on a on yeah. the start of dynamite where it ran past them. Oh, did I miss this? So yeah, you know when they kept doing the camera know. thing, like the old school um rolling camera yeah. thing. So that was Steve Austin and Brian Pillman. Pillman's dad. That was the oh. tag team from WCW that they formed out of nowhere and became one of the greatest tag teams in that era of WCW. Um, launched one of the things that launched Austin, and it was that was their thing was the Hollywood Blondes, and that's the what those two thing. were doing. The only issue with that is Pillman's going to have to step out of his dad's shadow at some point. Yeah, he's going to get a gun. <laughs> Well, this I'm is the thing. Here for so, my, my new my new faction for AEW is the Ooh. second generation yeah. faction with Pillman, Austin Gunn, um, Rachel Ellering, and um, oh, every week I forget her name. She was the champion in TNA. Tessa Blanchard. Oh, Blanchard. Bring oh, Tessa Blanchard no, no, no. in. Bring her in as the leader of the faction. So you've got a Boys woman leading Chavis. a faction with some some guys. I think she'd have had chance until she tried to ransom the belt back to turn to him. Yeah, I think you're right there. <laughs> Give her a year, and I reckon she'll show up again, or she'll be in Dubsy as soon as possible. Dubsy as soon as possible. Dubsy. Uh, what jobbing to Charlotte? Probably. Yeah, you know it. Well, Charlotte's got to come back and beat someone, hasn't she? <laughs> she. You know she's coming back. You know what Charlotte Flair's coming back to do? To take the title off Randy Orton and be the and basically do the Impact Joint Women's and uh, Heavyweight Champion in revenge for her dad. I will put fucking money on this. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they would put over Orton like that because he's the only star. They he have. can lose it before. He can lose it to somebody else before, but somebody yeah. is losing that title to, to Charlotte's Charlotte. comeback. Yeah. Right, yeah, anyway. good match anyway. Solid, I enjoyed it. This was <laughs> what was next? My notes ended here. Jurassic Express oh, versus yeah. Jobbers. That's what I've got written down. Uh, I quite enjoyed Corey missing the fist bump on the way into the ring. Classic. <laughs> My first proper note is I'm going to hate this. They're going to have effective Marco. Yeah. And not only did they have effective uh, Marco, it was super powered effective. Now, Marco. the issue with opening with Marco and having him beat people is then the rest of the stakes is gone from the match because he is the weakest member of that team. 100%. So if he can beat everybody on the What's other side, that literally you've removed the threat. It's like the problem with Wolverine. It's not scary to fight Wolverine. Uh, there's no threat on him because he'll just win. These boys have won because Marco could defeat their workest, uh, weakest member. And I was like, you know what? I'll let it go. Maybe they'll go back to uh, like heart, like the Marco I liked, the one who used high momentum moves and had to be used as a weapon and stuff. Uh, and then he beat three people in the ring at once. Yeah. And I think it's, it, it devalued the entire match. I just didn't care anymore. No. And as I, I was behind Marco at the start, I was hoping for a fucking Spike Dudley, scrappy, fucking little momentum, high risk dude. But now he's just a badass. I mean, yeah, it just, it just looks stupid. I I can suspend my disbelief and all that, but I liked it when Marco was, you know, this little underdog. People character. like underdogs. And now he's, he's a just... hyperactive child who wins fights. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. So you, you might need to pull this one back more. Tell us some good things about it. It was all right. 
I gave it a C. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. There we go. If yeah. you hate Marco, if you don't like Marco Stunt, you'll hate this match. If you're all right with him, it's okay. Oh, I think this is. Um, oh, oh, we're God. moving on to possibly my biggest mini rage. Lots of mini rages today, kids. Um, oh, no. TH2 versus the Nightmare People, as I've taken to uh, calling with them. The all powerful Nightmare People. Uh, I'd like to open with the statement that Ruth told me for a good three minutes, and she does so every time he comes out, how much she hates Angelico's incredibly slow dance to the ring. Uh, I fucking I love it. <laughs> I'm with you. I yeah. think it's dope. His little proper like rolly shoulders, yeah, uh, sort of thing. And then I made the, my next note of heels best win. But <laughs> uh, Jack ate a lot of shit, and I love Jack. Jack will fall off the ropes for you. Jack will get fucking beat doing everything. Um, we had a massive wobbly dance, which Ooh, always upset me. Um. <sighs> It was fine. It was a fine match. Nothing technically upset me. I like QT's technical skills. I think Jack Evans is fucking phenomenal. And he's doing things uh, an age older than Ricochet that Ricochet can't do anymore. The man is great. I had an amazing promo. We had this build-up. The best tag team in the world. They're going to come back. They're going to take these opportunities. They're going to challenge things. And then they fought a man with an apple and an old dude. And fucking lost. Genius. That's some great fucking It there. really pissed me off. I was like, we bitch about fucking uh, heels losing all yeah. of the time. These two boys are probably in the last point where they can be at the top of their fucking A game. They're in that 30s range where these skills are going to start fading. Yeah. I mean... Let's bury them to a guy that's got no fucking gimmick. And an old guy that's past his prime. As much as I like Dustin. I'm down with the nightmare prime. people. I'm down for the women's push of the nightmare people. But come on. Ah, they're all powerful. Don't you know this? The, the, the issue here is, you see, Angelico did, does not have his secret weapon. He does not have the thing that powers Angelico up. And that's Daniel Cueto's office. Not... <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> fucking things to leap off. Yeah, well. It just really cost me <laughs> the, the heart of the match. On on, uh, on the state of Angelico, I did have someone once try to convince me that Shane McMahon's belly flop off the top of the um, uh, the lighting rig was more impressive than Angelico's leap off the top of Daniel Cueto's office. <laughs> no. Anything off Daniel office was just phenomenal. If you think anything's better than Lucha Underground, watch Lucha Underground again. You're wrong. Fuck you, God. audience. Uh, please God, please listen to my podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, we've actually got more dark matches. Yeah, oh, it was a nine minutes. Oh, I've made the new. No, I won't say that. <laughs> um, discussion is totally a bad commentator. Yeah. Ford versus Rach. Bronze medal powerlifter Rach, I learned yeah. at this point. I love the fact that not only did Kip come out to the ring, he came out in hot pants and a crop top. He's so beautiful. It was I love him. He came out like how you expect female valets to come out in wrestling. So good. It, I loved it. Phenomenal. And then with the uh, leaf blower, I actually, I actually didn't rank this. I just went, there was a weird sequence. <laughs> Somebody tell me if this was good or not. I know I'm, getting, I'm really excited for Rach. Oh, you've not got any notes. I didn't it complain about that. Yeah, it was it good. Was good. <laughs> It was a high C, um, didn't have the chemistry I quite would have liked from the two of them, but probably the first time the two of them have faced yeah, each other. other. Um, yeah. 
Rachel Ellering, definitely sign her up if you can. If they can snap you her up. You know how much I love power women. I love power women. Fucking and give me more of them. You, you wanted a powerful female baby face. Um, and as much as you like um, Kylie King, I don't think she's it. She, especially not now. Rachel Ellering, I think, is. I know she's eaten two losses so far. Probably not what you want to do. She's second generation, daughter of Paul Ellering. Get her in. Powerful female baby face. Um, strong smile. Yeah, strong smile. She should be the one who's um, backing up Swole. I think those two would work well together. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I that. think she would have been a better choice for Swole's partner. Nice wall, yes. <laughs> Rach. Good. I'm glad it was good because for some reason, like my notes just end. I don't know, maybe I got distracted. Right, Butcher and the Blade versus SCU. Um, I had a good match. I yeah, like this. This I... was what I expected the other match to be earlier in the night with THQ and the Nightmare People. I yeah. I, I love the uh, Blade Cars chain wrestling grapple opening. I know uh, not many of us are fans of the slower grapply style, but I thought they did that really well. It's always impressive to see when it's done well, though, isn't it? Yeah, obviously SEU are great. Every time they do something, I go on about Kaz's leg drop, and we go on about fucking moonsaults, and so they're just great. And my favourite thing in this one, I think, is SCU fought the Butcher like he was a mini-boss in a computer game. Oh, yeah. So that they, they made him fall into things and tricked him to run into people and hit the blades. And I th it really puts him across as a hoss. He's properly coming across as a beast, and he's kept that um, crossbody. Yeah, yeah, the crossbody's massive. <laughs> it's it. massive. It's like somebody throwing a sofa at you. I just think SCU were the only veterans that actually understand what the game is. They're the only ones who went, well, these guys need to be put over. We need to make new stars. Let's make them look like fucking monsters. And that's exactly what they did. It was a perfect match for Butcher and the Blade. And I don't feel bad for SCU. They lost to a fucking man mountain. <laughs> He's so massive. Those yeah. tattoos make him look so fucking beastly. Yeah. You on board with us on this one, Morg? Uh, yeah, definitely. So now we've got the question. So, so far on Dark, what is the best match? Is it Butcher and the Blade and SCU or is it the Gun Club? I think Butcher and Blade versus SCU is technically a better match, but I think I had more fun watching the Gun Club. Yeah, the Gun Club. I, I think more... the heart and personality of wrestling came through a bit better in the Gun Club one. But it didn't quite have the skill and like backup storytelling of the other one. It depends if you want fun or wrestling. If if you prefer, you know, the show. It's the circus, Morg. Yeah. yeah. The thing you say to me. Yeah, yeah the three <laughs> ring circus. Um, so overall score for dark. It, it took a fucking float of all the wrestling was solid and we have more good things and bad things. I think it's yeah. a high C or a B. I think it's a C. Even the technical skill that matches, which we hated the ending of, it was solid. We're going to have to give it a C. We're, we're giving it a C through sheer hatred of some endings. I, I don't know. I th see, I think it was a B. I think you, you, you just summed it up. There was more good than bad and none of it, was, only one thing was terrible. I'm going to go with Morgan. I'm going to round. I think the overall experience was positive for me with okay. highlights. We're, we're going to do it, Morgan. You and I are riding the positivity train. It's <laughs> not me. At the, it's not me dragging it down for once. I'm going to regret that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I also thought, and I made comment to the both of you of this when I read it on our little um, Facebook chat, that I think that the wrestling matches were consistently better in Dark than Dynamite. I don't know what's going to get the better score because I haven't totted up the scores uh, myself. I'm not but... sure that one, but, but I really 
think that the thing with dynamite is we expect a lot better i think that's the issue with it uh, yeah i think you're right and as we mentioned dynamite moving on to dynamite uh it is tag team appreciation night I forgot about that. Yeah. Until like near the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I messaged you boys in the JR, Taz, and Shivoni on commentary. Uh, opens up with the Young Bucks versus the Dark Order, uh, which was Uno and Grayson with Angel Silver and Reynolds. Uh, the Bucks win with a roll up. What do you think of the match? What score did you give it? Just good. Um, I had a good time. Uh, if I had a criticism, it would be Nick Jackson too strong, but I say that quite a lot. That's his there was a moment where Matt Jackson was going to do a move, and Evil Uno arrived behind him and caught him mid-jump, you know, just fucking perfectly into a into a yeah, it was a suplex, and it was boss. I honestly think that that this part of the Dark Order might be the best tag team for being a tag team in 100%. AEW. Like they cut the ring in half, they tag all the time. Loads of combo moves. They cover each other. Uh, I gave it a B. I just wish Dark Order had won. Uh, but I think uh, in the Matthew Strange conspiracy, I think they're building to the Dark Order split. <laughs> but the Matt Strange conspiracy can come at another time. <laughs> First of all, this was a fantastic match. It was really good. My only issue is it kind of makes the Dark Order look kind of stupid and useless. Seeing as there's five of them and they lost to two people. But, you know. Nick Jackson too strong. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, it was a fantastic match to open your show, so I really enjoyed it. So, B from me out much, yeah. B was that more? Yeah, I gave it a B. <laughs> just, just good. What we've come to expect. Watch that match, audience. Okay, so following on from that, we had an MJF video segment that left led on to an MJF in ring segment. Before we get to what happened afterwards, what did you think of the match? Uh, sorry, what did you think of the segment? Did you give it a score? I like the the MJF shoved, uh, shoved Lee Watts' face like Samoa Joe shoved uh, MJF when he was an extra in Dubs. He literally copied that. Otherwise, solid. I'm waiting for Mia's face turn. <laughs> Mia's face turn with Lee. Yeah. Is she secretly a wrestler? Do we I know? don't know, but... She gets a lot of shit from MJF, so I'm waiting for her to turn on him. I think that'll be a good thing. I like the MJF's, you know, just a solid heel. He's getting to like the mox scale of promos now. You just go, yeah, good MJF thing, yeah. solid. Didn't yeah. like blow my mind, but entertaining enough. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much more life it's got in it, but yeah, solid, good, entertaining. Yeah, and then that was followed by a mox promo um, beating. So. I gave this a high rank for the reason that MJF played a proper heel. And more importantly, I was really pleased when Mox came down and beat him up. I actually got bought oh. into it. When Mox's music hit and he's sending them over, I was actually invested in this little weaselly shit who then played coward, getting the crap beaten out of him by the guy who you shouldn't be saying these things to, the guy who will kill you with a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. I really enjoyed I gave this whole segment an A because it was classic oh. wrestling. It was classic. Babyface goes over heel. Uh, the only issue for that with me is that's now your only strong heel just had his ass kicked. You can still win the match. That's yeah, no, that's, that's, that's standard setup for MJF to win. 
Like, I get you. It, but it's just lose, another... lose on SmackDown, win on the pay-per-view. Uh, okay. I'll, 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 I'll give it a B. I think we're I think we're we're divided on the old uh, situation. I'm like fine. Stereotyp- I did like that the face was actually smart for once, though. Yeah, that's, that was that's cool. rare in wrestling these days, where a face is actually intelligent, which capable is nice of thinking. Say. Yeah, yeah. No. Yes, I suppose oh. that's probably the one bad thing because Mox isn't that kind of baby face. No, <laughs> no he isn't. He would have just come out through the crowd and just mauled with the a barbed wire baseball bat. <laughs> But it was nice to see a baby face that had some level of intelligence, though. Ooh. You know? So, moving on, we had Matt Hardy backstage promo. Uh, what did you think? Did you give it a score? Did you think it was worth a score? That same quality, though. Oh. <laughs> Name a better enemy for AEW than production values. Well, the WCW. WCW was played with it. So, you know, it's just the same. I might need somebody to remind me what my notes mean because I was like, what's Matt's gimmick currently? It's just, oh, it's just being crazy. And then I wrote, lol, B, that's Mike Posey. And I don't know what happened. I can't remember. He attacked a ref because he looked like... Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, he just did the right... Yeah, that made me laugh. Uh, it pulled it back with the comedy on the end for me. I yeah. just, I think I need Matt to settle. Yeah, well, at least he if he's going to settle in jumpy madness, I, I just need to know that's where he settled, basically. But I laughed. Um, yeah, it was all right. Uh, we did forget the one thing where it cut away to Hangman and Omega. Uh, oh, who's your favourite tag team? Yeah, yeah that was cool. tag team? And Omega said to the box, and Hangman was just like, why not us two? You know? Oh, we're just singles guys. <laughs> so I think it's good dissension in the ranks there. Yes. I, I had that down, and then I crossed it out because they were just going to be repeated of these tag team um, segments. And I think yeah, I well, decided... Yeah, we were terrible, yeah. but that one was all right. Uh, um, we'll, well, we'll come to a section on it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. up next, uh, Scorpio Sky versus Cody uh, with Arn Anderson and Brandy uh, for the TNT Championship with Mike Shinoda... <sighs> I'm having one of those pronunciation the issues again. He's the rapper from Lincoln Park, isn't he? <laughs> Mike Kyoda, thank you. Uh, as the ref, which was quite a big surprise. Um, Cody wins with the crossroads. What do you think of the match? What score did you give it? Oh, God. Um, I liked this match. It was, it was a really good match, but uh, oh, did they make Sky look like a fucking dork? You know, he just got annihilated what do you think Morg strange so, connecting his headset so yeah Cody Cody is has, has slipped he he is supposed to be this podcast B-ring general we, we have stated that he is not the three star general to us we think he's better than that this was a C and a C match from Cody. And I think it's that thing exactly as you said. And the thing I had the other week uh, with the match where I just was expecting it to be so much better. I thought this was going to be an A. I thought it was going to be phenomenal. Yeah, 100% should have been an A. And it was, it was all right. I never thought Sky was winning. Oh, God, no. But I didn't understand why we're having such issues with stuff like who kicks out of the crossroads everybody kicks out the crossroads there was whole people where people kicked like three times out of it and it's like it just made sky look like he was a second rate wrestler when he came out like smashing the door and all that sort of stuff and then it's just yes what do you think on that it's just i felt like they made scorpio sky look like a dork 
I liked the smashing the door because I thought oh, because I wasn't I was a bit I wasn't expecting it and I was like okay that that was yep. a, I, I liked the idea but you didn't do anything uh, after it <laughs> it was boys, just okay you, you smashed a door to go into a break yeah <laughs> yes that, oh, that's God. not a good sign is no. it um Sorry, I had to jump back in because my headphones went for a while, so I just had to guess what was going on. But I'm not letting them. I'm not letting slip the fact that they kicked open a door into a break. Yeah, Sky um, deserves better than that. He does, and it was just so frustrating. And then it was like at the end, he just like sort of slinked away during the other promo. And he's just like, does does the Scorpius guy at least get something at the end? Nope. Uh, overall, I'm, I'm going to go with the positive. Um, it was a great match. Sky's great. rope taunt with letting Cody in, and then no, that was great. It was what I should. This is what I should expect a match to be. This is what should be a C grade match, in my opinion. Uh, I could do without the delayed suplexes. That yeah. I'm bored of those now. But it was very classic. Locational damage mattered. The crossroads was the first big kick out, and it mattered. I had a good time. I thought this was a good match. Uh, it should be, it's probably a B with the storytelling and just how smoothly it went, but it's what a C should be, in my opinion. And the storytelling just buried one of the wrestlers in the ring, so it's just like, oh, okay. I mean, there is that. So, um, so well, I think while you were off headset, I said, you know, Cody has been our B ring general and I was a bit let down. I gave it a C, possibly downgrading it because I thought I was expecting an A. Um, but yeah, I gave it a C. I thought it was okay. Oh. And by your rules from the other week, it's what a C should be. <laughs> you you have stated it's what a C should be. I, I am therefore pitching forward that it's a C, uh, Mister Muir. Oh, I'd, I'd say C at best, to be fair, because it, it just buried one of the wrestlers, and that's the worst thing you can do, especially you know Scorpio Sky that has the look, has the act. As the move set, he can do everything. He's reaching that age limit. Yes, it's... he he needs a push. If you're going to push him now, and you just bury him, but you know. So moving on from that, Brody Lee cuts a video promo with the old TNT championship the McDonald's belt. 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 Um... It just it just looks like a McDonald's logo now with the gold, white and fucking red. Did, did they do oh. this just so that we realised that they definitely got the new belt? I think yes. so. Um, I, I mean, I don't mind the new belt. I, I like it. Now you've said the McDonald's belt, I'm thinking about it. I just wish that when Brody had shown up on the screen, and I like the fact that Brody apparently just gets title shots by just taking belts. He just from steals belts Blood. out of bed. But I wish he'd gone, I've got the completed belt. As, as I just saw that, they went, why does he have his own TNT belt? Like, and it's the old one. And I thought the whole thing was that they still needed to plate the new one to get it finished. I thought that was the reason Look, why it wasn't ready. I liked it, and I'm down with it. Yeah. I just wish... Um, Brody, had, uh, Brody had the good belt. It was just explained a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, moving on. John Silver didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's BTE will be John Silver in a skip looking for the old TNT belt for Brody Lee. I hope so. That would be amazing. I hope so. <laughs> so uh, Jurassic <laughs> Express, uh, Luchasaurus, Marco... Sorry, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy with Marco versus Omega and Page for the Tag Team Championships. Kenny and Page win with the last call. What do you think of the match? What score did you give it? 
Don't talk to the camera. No, don't don't let <laughs> Luchasaurus talk. He's a charisma vacuum. Just leave him as a big dinosaur. He's badass. He's, he's, he's too lovely to be speaking to a camera. Yeah. Um, a shot of Kaz. I'm I, glad we got that multiple times. I mean, we, I had to have a conversation about men's nips on the way here and how Kenny has weird nips that stick outwards. And so uh, I was a bit distracted at the start of the match, <laughs> shall we say. When the ADHD partner decides it's time for a conversation about nipples and how men's nipples are weird because they point outwards and a lot of pointing at Kenny's nipple. Welcome to my nipple podcast. Uh, yeah, solid match. Um Hangman's going to be great in the singles. Uh, I like these. I liked Kenny's Snapdragon on Marco. That that made me feel pretty good. <laughs> I don't think I criticised the match once through watching on it. It was just good again, but nothing made me care. Maker's put over Hangman really well by taking all the shit in every match and just making Hangman look like this fucking monster when he comes in. That's some really good storytelling by Kenny and Hen. But the opponents don't matter. That's the that's the issue. Yeah, I, I don't care. Why was this a tag team championship match? We had no build to this. It was just something that was slapped on. And yeah, it was nothing. I thought, Morg? Uh, I gave it a B just for being a solid match. Uh, I enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed the match. match. I enjoyed the... Um, with your criticisms, I do agree. Yeah, we didn't have enough storyline going into it. It felt a bit like it was just there because of it being tag team appreciation night and we had to have a tag team championship why didn't we have a tag team championship with the number one contenders yeah, if you're going to have this so-called appreciation night have the best tag teams fight you know could have had could have had jurassic express versus the young bucks and had dark order have a rematch for the belt oh yeah and yeah anything like that. just give us a bit more fucking tie into it not just tag between tags so you've given it a b i've given it a c muir you're the decider uh, i'd say a c for this one i think it was very solid but it just needed the story like the wrestling was fantastic it just had no story it was just oh these guys are fighting let's fight yeah uh, following on from that we had a proud and powerful video promo what did you think of it did you give it a score I enjoyed this thoroughly. It's, and it's literally evidence in court. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I hope the best friends just come out with bleached clothes next week. They're just, they're just wearing them because they don't give a fuck. I that know, they will. Fun. It wouldn't surprise me. They yeah. are the kings of meta jokes for smarky pricks like yeah. us. Because that's why I think it's building to them just coming out in all these horrible bleached clothes. I am so down clothes. now with the plot of basically hardened street thugs against just regular dudes, dudes. <laughs> just plot. regular men my, my mom's car oh no my gym bag <laughs> <laughs> my, my my only small criticism was you knew it wasn't bleach because i've poured bleach and the immediate reaction is you always hold your nose and pull your head back <laughs> my eyes they sting yeah on the morgue <laughs> I, I, yeah. Um, yeah. wrestling. Real. I thought it was it was good of the it, it was more good thugs versus exactly as you said regular dude. Yeah. It's what oh, we're man. here for. <laughs> and and weirdly, I don't care if Bright and Powerful lose because I'm going to want the baby faces to win because they're a couple of thugs. And yeah, exactly. Well done. You're actually going to make me care about the heels, want the heels to lose rather than feeling that they're being robbed. Moving on from that, we had tagged. Tag team appreciation in rigs in ring segment. Uh, 
with the Young Bucks, FTR, uh, the Rock and Roll Express, and Arn and Tully, uh, the Brainbusters. Uh, it ends with an FTR heel turn, I think. Uh, what did you think? Order. What score did you give it? Uh-huh. I'm I'm relatively positive. Looking I enjoyed at this. the old dude section. Uh, it was so obvious the sort of things that were going to go on and have and happen. And I, I wasn't feeling Matt on the mic. Don't give Mike Matt a live mic. No, he's really good with a short section. He yeah. can be a cocky little bitch, but yeah. when he's like. This is my favorite tag team. They are just like the best tag team ever, like all spot monkeys. I wonder if I pass it to this bald, angry short man. He'll talk about how his favorite tag team is like old people who punch and don't do flips. Oh, my God, it is. It did make FTR feel more genuine, and the honest man thing was cool. I like the Tully bit. Tully bit Tully's was- got fucking game, mate. Yeah. He was spitting fire. Tully was the best promo person there. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, lol at the old dudes I've written that day. <laughs> Rock and Roll Express still taking bumps, mad lads. Uh, drunk page can be calmed down now. I, yeah. can, I can know if somebody's drinking or drunk or likes drinking, they don't need to literally wander everywhere sloshing a comedy full glass around, looking surprised at things that happen. It's, it's getting to that stage where he's not just a drunk man, come on have the because it was nuanced before it was yeah. sort of like he was drinking but you know other things happen now it's just like look at me i've got a shot glass lol four yeah uh but otherwise yeah, solid, solid. I, i'm actually intrigued to where this will go i don't think i can sort of rank it because it's it's the lead on it's the uh it's the bridge in the song you know what i mean it's solid. Yeah. so yeah yeah Following on from that, we had the Sammy Q card segment, which was very interesting on Fight TV because we could hear everything that was going on, like Sammy being told he had 15 seconds and he didn't actually have 15 seconds. <laughs> Classic. Oh, AEW and production Just problems. call them WCW. Just... Don't, don't, don't <laughs> they've, they've inherited the curse of... Uh, WCW 2020. Yeah. Congratulations, Tony Khan. You are making WCW. Uh, just try and do the good bits. Yeah. yeah. Bring him uh, After that, Bakari Shida versus Heather Monroe. Shida wins by submission. What did you think? Oh. Got so low on women, they don't even give one of the women an entrance. I have, I have two notes, <laughs> which is literally who and is that it? Yes, mate. My notes are Cheetah won, Whammon's over. That, that was my notes. <laughs> Jesus. Sea um, short, but not squash. Can't even remember how long it was. It, it was, it was it very was short. Minutes, Tom. Yeah, it was not a squash match, though, so I couldn't give it a D. And I didn't think it was a D, uh, but it was, was far too short. What's the, what's the point of that? It was like, and they had in action tonight and why wasn't it a tag match at least make it a tag match i'm just know? gonna rank this as inconsequential is yeah. everybody okay with that yeah yeah, yeah. She, she hasn't got well um she hasn't got anyone to tag with because her tag team partner's injured just put a different women's tag on just put anything. or have the challenge against somebody with a name yeah just just do something i just given up trying to fix this tag league uh, to fix this women's league <laughs> I'm just watching it burn and, and, you know, maybe it'll get better. What else can you do? Uh, I think it's time time to... Next time. They don't care about women's wrestling. 
Jake Roberts. I said this for two months. <laughs> We're on to the good part. Yeah, Jake Roberts. Oh my Jake God. Roberts and Lance Archer boy. promo. I love Lance so much. Uh, have, this is have, most... we, have we got to the part where they're now in some kind of weird relationship where, um, I think it was the Raptor <laughs> who said this, whereby Jake's just completely lost control of Lance now? Oh, yeah, 100%. And he's just been bullied like the little fat kid at school. It was so ages. The fact that Lance took his time to paint everybody dies onto Jake's back, then make Jake put on a shirt and go and do a promo whilst he beat people up to tear his... It's phenomenal. I I'm... think he just paints him every morning. <laughs> he just gets up and It's actually him. a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is brilliant. I just loved all these little men just walking into Lance's rain so we could just lob them into things. It was so stupid in Japan. I loved it. If you're expecting any criticisms, Morg, you're going to have to bring them to this yeah. promo. Lance doing... Uh, Jake doing Jake-style talking whilst Lance wrecks people is great, but then him having written on him. <laughs> oh. Go on, Morg, criticise. You're the yeah. only one who can. No, I've, it was good. It was all right. Um, like I said, it, it's this weird. Is Jake now going to go and join the Four Horsemen? <laughs> the only way he can get safety, <laughs> just hiding from Lance. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. Uh, moving on from that, Jericho versus Orange Cassidy, the seven thousand dollar obligation match. Cassidy wins with his roll up move. What did you think of the match? What score did you give it? I've given it a different score probably to you two but there is a reason why did he win with his roll at finish morg did he is that what happened was that the mouse trap that finished that match or did That's he wrap true. his legs around jericho and then they fell over <laughs> <laughs> yes fair jericho was too tired for supporting smash mouth that he couldn't do his wrestling properly anymore um jericho's new intro video actually says demo god on it and has him like fucking taking out the mascot from the uh thingy match and stuff yeah, so it's great uh, the commentators mentioned the ref and the flashback to that. Uh, had a really strong start. Why did Jericho burn all his energy in the break by holding someone in a vertical suplex? Have you ever wondered what would happen if somebody won during the break? Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be over, like, anything. That's like Vince Russo booking that. That's terrible. I love it. Uh, the ref didn't take the bribe as it was shown, so I didn't hate it. If they'd shown the bribe and then he'd taken it, I'd have fucking load that. It was a really solid match. Yeah. The Hager interference missly was nice. Uh, the the uh, the mousetrap finish. I mean, if they fucked up the move, just don't say the name of it. Yeah. Uh, I gave it like a high C. I had a good time. I think it was solid. We had story. I, I just don't think it crossed any massive boundaries for me. No, it was just a bit slow for me, but. You know, it's Jericho. Can't expect much like speed from him these days. No offense to him. But no, it was a solid match. And, you know, I like that it was an obligation for like a reasonable amount of money. It wasn't like 10 million pounds is on the line for this match. It's like, yeah, he's fucked him over, paying back some money. I think that was good. I liked it. So I gave this, I, I, I didn't give it a score because I couldn't decide to score. Um, in my heart, it's an A because Cassidy won and I downgraded them last time because he didn't. Okay. But obviously oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not an A match, but I, it gives the previous match gets the bump up now, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The storyline has... The better, the better match of their two matches, I downgraded 
because Jericho won, and I thought Jericho shouldn't. By any chance at all out. I think you uh, might be right. And this might be our first three um, AEW three matches with a rubber match. I think, you, yeah, I think you're right. Do you think it's know. worth another match? No. If they've got a all. crowd, yes. If mm, it's on TV, yeah. no. Just a TV match, no chance in hell. It's no offense. I don't think Jericho and Cassidy work that well together. Like, I don't know. I think Cassidy works better when he's with some flippy madman like uh, Pac. Yeah, oh, I miss him. We all miss Pac. But yeah, no, no, it was a solid feud and it's got Cassidy over, so that's really nice. Um, it's probably your top baby face versus your top heel. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Kind of sad, really. Oof. Again, I'm we just, can we can only judge on um, viewership and yeah. merch sales at the minute. We can't judge on what a crowd is picking okay. up on. It's depressing that if Orange Cast is your best babyface at the moment, I think they could you know should have someone. We need to. Sp- we're reaching the point where they need to break up their stables and do some flips from one side to the other. That's yeah. that we've reached the uh, the end uh, the end of how much. Staying through the Rona time, we can deal with. Hundred percent agree with that. Um, yeah, it's the um, yeah, so your problem again is we don't know what what the crowd reactions are. The only thing we can judge it on is merch sales, etc. I don't think he's your best baby face. I think he's your top baby face. To be fair, um, I don't know who Just is who part is part your wrestler. Your best baby face. Who is? That's I mean. Safe. Who is the your baby in the Attitude Era? Yeah. Sorry, say that bit again. You broke up a bit. I was saying that it's kind of sad if your company's based on a comedy wrestler. It's like having Rikishi as your best baby face during the Attitude Era. Rikishi was the best baby face in the <laughs> Attitude Era. He did it for The Rock. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you know what I mean. You want an actual wrestler, like full-time wrestler, not a comedy act. As much as I love Orange Cassidy, he needs to break out from just being that guy that puts his hands in his pocket. I, I see. The worrying thing is, I don't think we've got a top baby face. I, I mean, I, it's Mox, but <laughs> boo. But, well, you know, it, it's Taz. It's it's Mox, but they're not baby faces. As as much as you might love them, they are not baby faces. No, no. Yeah, but... Mox. Americans thing, love him. The only thing that made Austin work was having Vince McMahon. And he doesn't have an authority figure to fight. No. Just beating up weak. It was much better when he was against <laughs> it was better when he was against Jericho. The pursuit is better than the trophy. 100%. A lot of the time for a good baby face. Uh so um moving on. So what was your overall score? Do you reckon C for that? Yeah, I think I think we've got a C between us, because I was like somewhere yeah. between a C and a B. Nick's on a C, you're on a A, but realistically a B from wrestling and such like. Yeah. So I think it's a B. Okay. Uh, and then a uh, quick roundup of the tag team segments. So I was going to get to them at the end. What did you think of uh, them? Yeah. Uh, the Kenny slash uh, um, Hangman one was the only one that mattered, yeah, that only made a reference. Yeah. Butcher and the Blade, just don't. Uh, I love the Butcher. Don't let him talk. He, he's got a soft, beautiful voice, and he should. It, he shouldn't sound like he does. He should. He should be fucking nineteen eighties Ultimate Warrioring that shit, or just looking menacing. Yeah. I actually sent a message that I think the best threat slash promo line we've had in all of AEW 
from a sheer badass level. Because when the Butcher and the Blade stole FTR's car, when they went to them, Blade looked over and went, you take one step closer and I'll have the Butcher tear this car truck in half. And I was like, fuck, son. And then you hear him do a promo. He's like, hey, I really like this team. And I, you know, not <laughs> yeah. in like a mocking, effeminate way. No, I, I, no, I'm no. not putting him down. He's got a very soft, lovely voice. And he's a fucking heavy metal singer. So he should be able to fucking shred some shit. Yeah, but he needs to be a bit more intimidating with his voice. Yeah, he, I, th- I think he's the guitarist, to be fair. I think he's the guitarist and singer. I'm not a metal fan, though. So... I, 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 will, I, I, I will research. Use your 80s goth powers to save us more. <laughs> Research the metal man. But anyway, I only listen to things with brass instruments in. The, the private party one was pointless. We love the Hardies. They do love the Hardies. It's obvious. Hardies. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah, the only one that mattered was Hangman Kenny, and that was actually quite cleverly done. Yeah, I like the dissension in that one. But so, yeah. overall ranking for Dynamite this week? Uh... Looks like four Bs, two Cs, and an S rank promo section. So it looks like it's a B rank show overall. Although we all sort of felt a bit like underwhelmed by it. That was the issue. I think I it's just... like a low B. We're... Everything was solid and we didn't get pissed off about much. But on the other hand, nothing really took us to that fucking hard, you know, fun space. But I think overall, it's actually a B. Our experience is positive. We've complimented the wrestling and the storylines overall we've got mm-hmm. it's just we're lacking that snap that would make it register as an instant be in our mind it's high good yeah, it's really good the only issue is i was expecting a lot from this event and it sort of put me down on it a bit but no it was really good and it's solid solid wrestling and you know it's just a solid show and hopefully we're building to all out in two weeks so we just need a little bit more of a build next week for the Go Home show, and I think it'll be solid. Cool, cool. So there you have it. That's our weekly roundup. Now, this is the segment where we would like to answer your questions, if you have any, or if anyone has given us a question for us to think about. Unfortunately, for another week, we don't have any. So if you would like to ask us something, we are WrestleOpinionated at gmail.com, WrestleOP on Facebook, and WrestleOP1 on Twitter. Now it's time to try something new because we didn't feel like ranting this week, did we? There's not a lot of anger. We, we but there, were, there was a lot of mid-tier anger, but I think we've burst that out as we've gone we, through the show. And I was going, oh, the women's league ain't great. Isn't particularly interesting. I can't complain about the women's league again. Yeah, yeah I'm no. Complain about it now. So Morg's been creative. What you got for us, Morg? So the idea is. We will do a variation on our booking on the fly. So I'm not going to do it on my own. Each of us has picked a wrestler for one of the others to book. We're going to drop that on. The order is I'm going to give Muir someone to book. Muir's going to give Strange someone to book. And Strange is going to give me someone to book. Uh, Do you want a little moment to think while we go through? Do you want to just give each other or do you want to just go straight on with it? If, if we go around the circle, the first person's got the longest time to think, I suppose. Uh, I'll just fire off wherever I think. You'll just improvise. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, Muir, the person I have you to book to AEW is CM Punk. Oh, I wouldn't book it. <laughs> right, okay. okay. So no, I, that well, should be fucking easy. And so Muir's doing me, was that? Uh, Muir now gives you the person to book. Who have I got? Sami Zayn, or as you would know him, El Generico. El Generico! <laughs> All right, Morgan, I've got you. Are you ready? Yeah, go on. 
Scotty Too Hotty founds a new Too Cool in AEW. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready, uh, Muir? No, because I have to book someone's favourite wrestler. Right, I'll go first. No, 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 I'll go for it. <laughs> go on, then. Right, okay. Can we start this gang of people that come and destroy the set every night really badly? <laughs> <laughs> and they're no threat at all. And they look stupid. No, no, I'll carry on. Right. You got it, Strange. You book first. Well, Sami Zayn shows up in AEW. He's been hired, and as we know, they love their uh, they love their old WWE sort of indie Chikara guys. And he shows up, and he's getting around, he's getting known, and he's settling in, making a few friends, listening to some ska music. And one day, Kenny's just sort of walking past the changing room, and he looks over, and he's like, he looks real, real familiar. And as we're building up, we've got a uh, slowly throughout the storylines, he's winning some matches in like the mid card style thing. Kenny and Chucky just sort of stop and occasionally are just looking over at him like, he looks real familiar. And we get to see some scenes with Sammy himself. He's, uh, he's chilling in the locker room, listening to uh, some good ska bands. Like, with Pac. Yeah. Oh, let me build up. Pac's coming into this with like Bumping Ugly. He's this, I'm just naming some ska bands for people to listen to. The Interrupters. And then one day he's got a he's got Ghost Town by the specials on, and you just hear a, a northern voice like in the distance go, "Oh, that's my favorite song," but we don't we don't need to play on that too much. <laughs> I know I've got some backstory in some of these wrestlers, but then another time he's in the locker room and Kenny and Chuck just come in and give him a fucking shove and they're like, "It's you, you prick. We told you to stay out of." <laughs> Pasadena or whatever it was. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's not me. And they hold up the El Generico mask over his face and they sit and it's like, it's you. It's fucking you. And they start clicking their fingers at me. You should stay out of this rough part of town, hombre. And as he's but as he's being bullied, Pac just looms out of the shadows. It's like anybody who messes with that. <laughs> Why have I gone Scottish? What the fuck's a Geordie? I can't do a Geordie. Just carry just on. Do, I'll just do Scottish. No one messes with a man who likes the specials round deer. And, and they back off clicking. They're like, yeah, next time. Next time, Sammy, you won't be so lucky. And this leads to a story which essentially involves not Chuck and Kenny becoming like tag team partners again, but like locker bully room things. They start pushing. They start getting him round until... Obviously, get the breakdown of Death Triangle because um, Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers are going to be best friends. And Pac has, has formed a best friend situation with his new best friend, Yuka Sakazaki. Yes. And so <laughs> one day there's a locker room beatdown going on, and Pac just fucking comes sailing through the air like a computer game glitch, spinning through 750 degrees in every direction without landing straight into them. And there's a rook, and this sets up the end of this mini locker room background feud. Men of low-fi moral fibre versus the Scar fanboys. In a storyline that basically, finally, Sammy is free. He could be Sammy, he could be El Generico. He has overcome his fear of the uh, 
gentlemen of low moral fiber. You don't even need to bring them back together as a faction. You're just rounding off that Chikara plot from ages ago. And then Pack and Sammy sit in the ring on little pork pie hats and checkerboard shoes and have a little skank with Yuka. And it's good times. We've got a we've got a face stable. Kenny and Chuck are still doing their thing in the different things, and we've rounded it out. That's how I'd round out the story of Chikara. There you go, boys. <laughs> uh. <laughs> right. Are you ready, Mr. Muir? Because I need a bit more time to think here. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's handed me a note that says... <laughs> <laughs> Go on, no, I'll help. I'll help you more. I'm with you. You've got me as an as advantage this time. Right. You, what things you know about this man? One, <laughs> he don't get on with his best, his old best mate. I know. I was thinking of booking him in with Colt Cabana. I think you should book him in a Colt Cabana arc. So he's got to come in as a face versus the Dark Order. Oh, strong, yeah. Because obviously that he's owed money by... Uh, Colt Cabana, so they're obviously going to have to get over that they hate each other when they used to be best mates and get on for the carniness of the business. Um, so I'd imagine that things just start happening around uh, Colt Cabana, like stuff starts getting broken around him and saying, you owe me money and stuff like that. He comes in like a villain. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm on board with this now. I've got an idea. I'm coming with okay. you. What are you going for next? Well, we've basically got a vigilante who's going to assault the criminal organisation yeah. here. He's going to come in as a Sting character, basically just destroying the Dark Order because he's owed money. <laughs> it's like... Uh, it's like Big Trouble in Little China, how Kurt Russell's just dragged along because he's owed money for the <laughs> truck, but he actually decides just to say uh, destroys this group because he's owed some money by Colt Cabana. And basically he's built up through that. And hmm. So he's gonna take the TNT title off Brody, because Brody's getting that next week. He obviously. defeats the criminal organization. And stands tall at the end of it. He could take all the people who are going to fall out the Dark Order, like when Uno and Grayson are bullied out for the, from the Brody. Uh, I think Kenny take John can, I, can, can I jump here in here because this is fucking brilliant? I oh, think Lord. he, I think you have him as a masked man because he did that run in with a mask at a random um, show from a at a venue that was closing down that he used to wrestle at, and I think you don't have a reveal of who it is. And also, he's the voice of the voiceless. So you'd have him come in to save John Silver because John Silver is the voiceless inside the Dark yeah, Order. Yeah, technically he could build oh, his own. Oh, this is good. I look at Morg, he's like, yeah, CM Punk. <laughs> and then you build him up to be the top baby face with the TNT Championship and then have him challenge the next uh, heel holder for the championship. But I'd imagine that'll be in around four to five years because it's so big on baby faces. And then he gets corrupt. <laughs> And then has to be taken down a peg or two. Yeah. We build from there. Then he can fall back into the arms of his best, his old best friend, and they can be friends again. Teaches Colt Cabana the error of his ways <laughs> <laughs> by owing him money. So, so Morgan, you're our, you're our top booker. Okay, so so obviously, Evil Uno and John Silver are not having a great time currently in the Dark Order. You know, Brody Lee is 
beating down on them all the time. And they get caught by Brody Lee having a little bit of a boogie to some ska music they can hear sailing out from <laughs> a another um out of a bit of music. And it's like, you know, and Brody Lee's not impressed with this. And he's beating them down with a rolled up newspaper. He has now upgraded to the rolled up newspaper. And it just it 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 pans back and you just see a figure with a hat with his hair sticking up through it in the background just with with his with his with his finger to to his just just nodding and the dark order obviously gets taken apart by this new masked vigilante in this like i tied it all in leaving leaving john silver and evil uno with nothing to do really and then we have a situation where maybe we've got uh, a heel tag team, maybe. Um, Do you want previous con- uh, continuity from our made-up universe? You've got the Legion of Doom currently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm thinking, um, actually, I, I'm thinking it's probably, I, I'm sorry to say, but obviously they've gone on a tear, is y- your Taz stable. Yeah, gone on a tear. They've got the belts. And they're lording it up over how they've got the belts. And then we have a situation. Scotty Tuhati comes out and some, some. I think if we're going to do a two call, I think it needs to be, I think we're going to have to have a bit of um, modern day electronic shit music. And out comes Evil Uno and John Silver to be your new two call. Actually, really on board with that. Yeah, I, I'd that. watch the fuck out of that team <laughs> with Uno as Rikishi and just yeah. based manless uh, John Silver doing yeah. the worm. And, and I'd, <laughs> yeah, doing the worm, and I'd have Scotty Tuhati to be their manager. So, moving on from our um, round table booking, we have come up with a discussion. Mr. Muir, you were the one who came up with the idea. I think believe that you should lead on this. Right, so we've had our first letting go slash firings from AEW, so it gave me an idea, quite simple. Who would you get rid of if you had to get rid of anybody from AEW, and your reasoning is why? You guys are going to have to go first, I've got to find my list. He's got to find his notes. Uh, my first obvious one was, I'm sick of Marco Sunt. I'm sick of him, he can go. <laughs> Just go. Like, either push yourself back down to... You're a strappy underdog, or get out my company. Someone else bring up one? Oh, like, hey, you've got one. What have you got, Morg? Or do you want me to go? I think you can go first, Strange, because I've got more than one as well, but all mine encompass into one. I have multiples, but I was just... I, I went... Uh, feel, feel free to join in. Yeah. I, I went through the roster page on the AEW oh, website. Marco, I'm over him, sorry. Being badass doesn't work if you're the smallest thing ever. I am not a massive, like, wrestlers must be hench, wrestlers must be massive person, but I cannot believe this man is a fucking juggernaut who can fight three people. Bye, Marco. I'm over you. You bought your own hype. Seema. Oh, God. I didn't even remember. Yeah. Seema was fine. The meteor was great. Um, He may have been involved in animal abuse in the past, and we, we... Where's he going to fit currently? I'd forgotten Sorry. that they even existed. Yes, he meant 
T-Hawk. Seymour and T-Hawk. Um, this is where controversy may come. Uh, maybe this might just be an angry response to Dark. Dustin, sorry, Dustin, you're out. Been you can be in promos. You can be in different things. You can show off different story things. I'm over you wrestling. Should have been retired in the Cody match. Yep. Um, Jake Hager, the worst of the juggernaut. Sorry, bro. Uh, you're, you're, just, you're not a Wardlow. You're not a Cage. You're not a Will Hobbs. Into the trash you go. Boop. Slow down a bit. Slow down. <laughs> Let's discuss why we're getting it. I'm not even halfway through my list. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, would either of you like to uh, question or uh, bring up the people I've brought up thus far before I continue? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just feel sorry for JK because I've hated him for ages. I hated him. I hated him on Lucha Underground. He's been getting better and his moves and stuff are fine. He just doesn't have enough persona to pull over a cool character arc. Why does he come out in his boxes? And, and he's just, he's not Wardlow, he's not Cage, he's not Brody, he's not Lance, mm -hmm. you know. Um, do you have any disagreements with the Hager Morgue before I, uh, no, or anybody on. else? No, continue on. <laughs> Janela, yeah. I've got nothing against Janela, I think he's a fine wrestler, I just don't think he's bringing anything that another wrestler isn't doing better. Sorry, bro. Luther, into the trash he goes. Oh, poor Luther. Look, I, I supported him for a while. I was going on about his squeaky laughs and such yeah, like, but chance, no, bro. no chance. Um, Michael Nakazawa, uh, Yano we've got at home. I enjoy a comedy match as much as the next person, but he only has one comedy match. It's getting and it's getting tiring. And uh, he can do real moves. I don't know. Maybe he could be spiced up. Yeah. Uh, Cutie Marshall, oh, God. yeah, great in the ring. Good look, good moves. His gimmick is apples. He he's a classic heel, sort of. Kevin Owens said he hated him. <laughs> um, he doesn't do anything that nobody's doing better. Why would I want a man who can't do what FTR does as well as FTR in a match with somebody who isn't the other half of FTR? No, you're completely right. There. Sorry, he's he's a fine mid carder, but we've got plenty of we've fine mid carders. Um, no, I wouldn't bother with it. That, that one's fine. Mel, strong dislike. Oh, Into the bin yeah. she goes. <laughs> um, okay, so this is where controversy might come. Not from me. Jim Ross, I'm sorry, Jim. You're too God, old. He's too grumpy. You, you criticise what we're watching. You do, you don't have if you don't enjoy a match, you've got no hype for it. And I need a, a commentator. Who's got hype? Um, just retire gracefully. You will always be remembered for hellacious. You will always be remembered for oh, some God. of the brilliant bag old. Just chill out, enjoy your years, be that legend. Yeah. Do a podcast. Everyone does a podcast. He does a podcast. Just do that. Yeah. Um, I've also got down Tony Schiavone because I've not been enjoying his commentating uh, his commentary lately. I don't think he's that good. Of and I think Taz and Excalibur were the best thing. And if we're getting rid of Excalibur, there's room for Matt Stryker. And finally, Bryce, the weakest of the refs, who's fucked up several oh, counts yeah. and sounds like Morty. <laughs> and like we had a little bit of a, a moan about some of the Aubrey spots earlier. And well, I was Bryce like, this is worse. Yeah, I, I don't mind Aubrey. Like I, occasionally I go, that's overstepped my marker yeah, for yeah, what yeah. should be allowed. Bryce has fucked up finishes. He fucked up that uh, pack Trent finish. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he did, didn't he? He sounds like Morty from Rick and Morty. He can go. We've got plenty of other good refs. We've got Mike Chioda now as well, apparently. Yeah. So that's my list. Oh, fight me, boys. Fight me. Go on, Morg. Um, 
So you want my list? Yep. The women's division. Just get rid of it. You're not doing anything with it. Get this is what it. I said a few weeks ago on the chat. I thought, oh, that's a bit much to say. Just give up. Just give up at the yeah. moment. Just try, try it again in maybe a few years, but the yeah. moment, just give the fuck up. Yeah, I'm it's with you, exa- Exactly what Muir said. I did, um, for a, a slightly more sensible one, um, Nakazawa was on my list. Um, I, I don't I, I don't find his comedy particularly funny. He has moments. Um, no, no. I, it's as Strange said, it's the same match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the main issue of it. Do you want any more? Like, I thought I, I, I think was jo- be- Joey Janela is probably the only one I disagree with you on. Oh, okay. Like, I've got nothing against Janela. Like, I'm not like, oh, he needs to go. I'm just like, what's he bringing? He brings more? nothing to the table. And we've got so many wrestlers we don't get to see. I mean, if we had hardcore matches that they promised at the start. That's I mean, what I was... like that crackjack match and shit like that. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say, is that they've, they've moved away from the hardcore matches. That is kind of his wheelhouse. Um... Yeah, kind of no point of him anymore. And it's like when you have wrestlers like Phoenix that don't get on the show every night. You know, how can you justify having someone like that on your card? I'm so impressed Morg beat my list of 12 different names that I thought was massive by just going to the women's division. <laughs> I'm like, champ. <laughs> Bold of you to say there's 12 women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Have you got anybody else to add in? Uh, not that, no. no Nakazawa was, really. was my, my, what I thought we were just picking one. And I was having my comedy one with the women's division. I, I would like to point out it is it is well known on the podcast. I am a fan of women's wrestling, a big fan. Yeah, you're like, I mean, you might be being rivaled good. by Muir with his stardom uh, yeah. account now. This is true, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I, I don't want to go. Into, we're not we're not going into this rant again. We've had this rant every week. No, we've had this right enough times. Basically, we love women's wrestling. It's awful, though, in AEW. Please fix AEW. Please fix. Tony Khan. Tony Khan, take your biggest wrestlers to Japan with sacks. You have enough Latinos. You don't have to go there anymore. (laughs) Go to Japan. (laughs) Will Hobbs could probably carry at least 12 to 15 Joshis at a time. You only need to send him. FTR have got a van, a truck. You can load up that truck. Will Hobbs, FTR, one truck. Take Kenny. He speaks and is Japanese. He'll lure some of them in. He'll lure them in, and then you've got a league. And we're happy. Just (laughs) I know you listen, Tony Khan. Just steal stardom. Some of them weigh up to 45 kilos. I could carry one of them. Welcome to our We Complain About the AEW Women's League podcast. Uh, (laughs) Most common of our subjects. (laughs) So I think that's probably, before we go into that, that's probably the best place to leave it. I would like like to say thank you to anchor.fm for sponsoring the podcast we are wrestle opinionated on spotify we are wrestle opinionated on anchor.fm and on youtube i will get last week's episode uploaded unfortunately there have been some technical issues over to you mr muir as we said beforehand if you could please send in any stuff to us at wrestle opinionated at gmail.com wrestle op on Facebook and WrestleOP1 on Twitter and have a good time out there. Over to you, Strange. I like how you get proper like own customer service voice. 
please do uh, hi there please listen to our podcast please do like share and subscribe this it means a lot to us if you have any other friends who are into AEW wrestling please pass this on to, on to them we appreciate it very much look i just want to be clear <laughs> when i'm saying the emails all right because my voice is awful over to you mark <laughs> <laughs> on that note it's time to say goodbye and good night